that. Okay, so now I'm going to go on to my next topic here. I'm going to share my screen. I have two pieces of legislation I want to go over as it pertains to um, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. They were sent to me by a legislative office. I don't know the exact status of it, but I don't think that they've passed quite yet. I don't even know if they've been voted on, if I'm being really honest with you. Okay, so, all right, so the first one is, um, this is from the congress.gov website, and basically what it's talking about here is that it would introduce a five-year a five-year pilot program where veterans would, okay, where the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs would be required to offer veterans access to outside the VA primary care. And so what's primary care? So it's basically like you're, you go to the doctor once a year for your checkup, you get your little checkups about your health or your blood work or, or whatever. Um, you get like basic prescriptions that you may need through primary care. It's, it's a very specific, it's just general healthcare essentially. And and this would be taken care of through some type of HSA health savings account is what they're saying. So I am like super interested in this. It looks like it's, there's not a whole lot of information. It's just a quick summary. It's HR 1520 um, is what it says. And it's called Veterans Access to Direct Primary Care Act. And so I would love to see this passed immediately. <laughs> Because I would be first in line. I'd be like, hey, yes, sign me up, please. Because I've had way too many problems dealing with the VA um, through the years. And even more recently, I've dodged the VA as much as I possibly can. And I would really prefer it. You know, I really oppose the management of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs in a large part. I really oppose the fact that there is a lack of accountability and justice inside this organization. I really oppose the fact that let me let me get into it here. Hold on. I want to want to make sure I outline this. I really oppose the fact that as when I worked it there and you know once I quit that when I brought forth my legal claims, you know, I was retaliated against while I worked there and even thereafter and it would not stop until I dropped my legal claims. I still have a, a claim pending at the Merit System Protection Board against the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, which has just lingered there for years because our government is so mismanaged, okay? And, you know, there is, it's just such a huge topic, but, like, the Office of General Counsel, I know being a veteran as well as a former employee of the organization, that the office of general counsel will defend, they will defend anything in my direct experience. They will defend anything. They will defend anyone that works there that does anything dirty or wrong. That's been my direct experience. You know, when I had my medical record amended because I had someone talking smack about me in there, which I was successful in amending, by the way, um, making disparaging remark about me, I um, was successful by the way, but had I not been successful, I was, I saw in a letter sent to me that basically they were going to hide behind their office of general counsel, their healthcare provider people. That's the problem. All right. And one of the reasons I'd like to be able to have my primary care and really 
yeah, the primary care and have a real choice about where I get my healthcare services 100% and not just be like the, go to the VA or pay for it yourself, which I'm already in that situation now, um, for some things is that there, there is a higher, in my opinion, ethical legal standard with healthcare providers that are not working in the federal government, like at the VA, for example, the U S department of veterans affairs, they cannot hide behind some random lawyers that the taxpayers are paying for the way you can at the U S department of veterans affairs. Like you can't just hide behind them. And that's what I see happening at the U S department of veterans affairs. You can have these really bad people, managers, healthcare providers in some cases, hiding behind the lawyers that the you taxpayers are paying for at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And that's really disturbing to me, that there's such a lack of justice and accountability. And I've seen it and I've experienced it firsthand. And they will retain people that should not be retained in the organization. This I know for sure, okay? And this is not helpful to military veterans trying to get health care or other services of this organization. And it sure as heck isn't helpful for the taxpayers paying for this organization, which is enormous. I 100% support and always will for all the days of my life and beyond the grave supporting the military community and always possible. And I know that the military community is frequently not provide the level of support that they should be provided period. What upsets me is when I see people profiteering off of military veterans and the military community as a whole and pretending to care when in fact they could care less. That upsets me. And so I really want to have a choice as a veteran about where I get my primary care and not be stuck being a captive audience to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs or anyone else for that matter. There are veterans that want to go to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs for everything, including their primary care. Great. Give them that choice. But then there are those like me that prefer to have a choice. We should have a choice. We should have an option and not be a captive audience. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't like this stuff where these managers and these people get to make all this money and pretend like they care about veterans when they could care less. And I know it. I know the truth. And they also could care less about people that actually want to serve the military community. Sorry, my nose is itchy. I think I got some allergies going on. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and remove that and go into the next piece of legislation. Okay. All right, so this is the next thing. So this one is interesting. It's HR 112, Care Veterans Deserve Act of 2021. I don't know what the status of this is. I'm going to try to look into this a little bit later. Um, I may try to email. Actually, no, I'll probably just email the um, congressional rep that emailed me about this and just ask, like, what's the status of these bills? <clears throat> because, or where can I check on them? Because I, I don't really know how to navigate all that. You know, I kind of just stumble around the internet looking for inf information about legislation and then I kind of find it. But this was pointed out to me and I found that to be very helpful. So anyways, um, this is another proposed bill legislation. And basically what they're proposing is that veterans affairs pharmacies and um, facilities to some extent would have to operate in this 
same way that non-governmental civilian facilities do, meaning that their hours will have to not just be banker hours, but be extended hours like you would see at your typical retail big box store, say pharmacy, where they're open, you know, on certain days that the government isn't open or in certain hours, like maybe till six or seven o'clock at night as an example. Okay. I'm not saying the exact numbers here, but just as an example, I actually think that's a great idea. Thought about that for years. I've seen where um, the government's not operated that way. And it has been very self-serving to some of these workers and inconvenient for the people they're supposed to be serving. And this, this kind of goes back to the thing that I mention a lot about like, well, who are they there for exactly? You know what I mean? Like, who are they serving exactly? Um, I wonder that quite a lot because it just seems like a lot of stuff is pretty self-serving um, that I see with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs and elsewhere as well in the government. So if you care about this type of legislation if you would like to see these bills passed, then I urge you basically to contact your congressional reps and to let them know, hey, I want to see these bills passed. I care about this. This matters to me. And to urge them to vote for it. That's how bills get passed. That's how things get done is that constituents, people that are voting, people that make their voice heard are more likely if they if they advocate for a change in mass to get things done. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about the the bill about primary care and being able to get out of the VA um, and have that as an option. I've I've wanted that for years. I've wanted the entire military community to have options about who, when, where their health care is provided. It's a basic human right. It's a basic informed consent right. And um, as it stands, you know, just regular, never served in the military people are having a lot more rights than we have. And that needs to change. It needs to change because there's this massive budget coming into the VA all the time for our healthcare needs and for women's healthcare. And I'm here to tell you, this woman veteran would like to have some freaking options. And I doubt I'm the only one. And for those that don't, great. You can stay at the VA indefinitely for everything. But I would like to have some options. And I'm telling you, I spend more time fighting historically with the VA than I do getting anything accomplished ever. And I do want to point out the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has some exceptional people working there. I've worked with some of these people who have now quit most of them and also you know, receive services from these people, some of whom still work at the VA. And um, also the VA does help many military veterans. I don't deny that at all. I don't. But there are also people that work at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs that should not be working there, okay? And a number of these people are in management positions throughout the entire country, and they need to go. And we need to have a choice about where, when, and who provides our healthcare services, period. That's what I would like to see. And I am all for legislation that will make that happen, that will enable that.